Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no help in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life. To the glory of thy holy name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth by Christ. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalms 6 and 26. O Lord, rebuke me not in thine indignation, neither chasten me in thy displeasure. Have mercy upon me, O Lord, for I am weak. O Lord, heal me, for my bones are vexed. My soul also is sore troubled, but, Lord, how long wilt thou punish me? Serve me, O Lord, and deliver my soul. O save me for thy mercy's sake. For in death no man remembereth thee, and who will give thee thanks in the pit? Weary of my groaning, every night watch I my bed, and water my couch with my tears. My beauty is gone for very trouble, and worn away because of all mine enemies. Away from me, all ye that work iniquity, for the Lord hath heard the voice of my weeping. The Lord hath heard my petition, the Lord will receive my prayer. All mine enemies shall be confounded, and sore vexed, they shall be turned back and put to shame suddenly. Psalm 26 be thou my judge, O Lord, for I have walked innocently. My trust hath been also in the Lord, therefore shall I not fall. Examine me, O Lord, and prove me. Try out my reins and my heart. For thy loving kindness is ever before mine eyes, and I will walk in thy truth. I have not dealt, dwelt with vain persons, neither will I have fellowship with the deceitful. I have hated the congregation of the wicked, and will not sit among the ungodly. I will wash my hands in innocency, O Lord, and so will I go to thine altar. That I may show the voice of thanksgiving, and tell of all thy wondrous works. Lord, I have loved the habitation of thy house, and the place where thine honor dwelleth. O shut not up my soul with the sinners, nor my life with the bloodthirsty in whose hands is wickedness, and their right hand is full of gifts. But as for me, I will walk innocently. O oh, deliver me, and be merciful unto me. 
My foot standeth right. I will praise the Lord in the congregations. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the eleventh chapter of the book of Ecclesiastes. Cast your bread upon the waters, for you will find it after many days. Give a serving to seven, and also to eight, for you do not know what evil will be on the earth. If the clouds are full of rain, they empty themselves upon the earth. And if a tree falls to the south or the north, in the place where the tree falls, there shall it lie. He who observes the wind will not sow, and he who regards the clouds will not reap. As you do not know what is the way of the wind, or how the bones grow in the womb of her who is with child, so you do not know the works of God who makes everything. In the morning sow your seed, and in the evening do not withhold your hand, for you do not know which will prosper, either this or that, or whether both alike will be good. Truly, the light is sweet, and it is pleasant for the eyes to behold the sun. But if a man lives many years and rejoices in them all, yet let him remember the days of darkness, for they will be many. All that is coming is vanity. Rejoice, O young man, in your youth, and let your heart cheer you in the days of your youth. Walk in the ways of your heart and in the sight of your eyes, but know that for all these God will bring you into judgment. Therefore, remove sorrow from your heart and put away evil from your flesh, for childhood and youth are vanity. Here ends the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath holpen his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins. Here begins the 25th verse of the 23rd chapter of the Gospel of St. Matthew. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you cleanse the outside of the cup and dish, but inside they are full of extortion and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisee, first cleanse the inside of the cup and dish, that the outside of them may be clean also. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you are like whitewashed tombs, which indeed appear beautiful outwardly, but inside are full of dead men's bones and all uncleanness. Even so, you also appear outwardly appear righteous to men, but inside you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! Because you build the tombs of the prophets and adorn the monuments of the righteous, and say, If we had lived in the days of our fathers, we would not have been partakers with them in the blood of the prophets. Therefore you are witnesses against yourselves that you are sons of the, those who murdered the prophets. Fill up, then, the measure of your father's guilt. Serpents, brood of vipers, how can you escape the condemnation of hell? Therefore, indeed, I send you prophets, wise men, and scribes. Some of them you will kill and crucify, and some of them you will scourge in your synagogues and persecute from city to city, that on you may come all the righteous blood shed on the earth from the blood of the righteous Abel to the blood of Zechariah, son of Berechiah, whom you murdered between the temple and the altar. Assuredly, I say to you, all these things will come upon this generation. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the one who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her. How often I wanted to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you are not willing. See, your house is left to you desolate, for I say to you, you shall see me no more till you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Here ends the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles and to be the glory of thy people Israel. 
Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Grant we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people, pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all their sins, and serve thee with a quiet mind, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night. For the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, all. Start tonight looking at the kind of composite vision given to us by Psalms 6 and 26, both of which are Davidic Psalms, and they reflect uh, kind of two faces of the uncertainty of life. Psalm 6 is, um, by his own admission, uh, sort of uh, David as the psalmist reflecting on the frailty of his nature, um, the tendency of it to go awry, um, and then the actual forms that that tendency has taken as he has done something that is not, you know, that he should not have done, um, and is suffering the displeasure of God uh, through it. And it's a penitential psalm in that in the midst of the um, sort of disruption and calamity that his own frailty and it's the fruit of that of that frailty have borne in his life, um, his his move is to turn back to God and to seek again sort of restoration and stability of life um, from Him. Uh, in Psalm 26, on the other hand, we see um, a kind of another kind of disrupted um, way of life, another kind of dis- disrupted peace and disrupted stability of life um, in the psalmist and in light and speaking in the voice of David, if not David himself, um, of being afflicted by those outside of him. So in the first psalm, it was the the trouble that he brought on himself, um, and that and then reflecting on the general frailty of his nature. And then the second one is the the sort of calamity that others bring down upon his life, um, and and for reasons that have that don't have to do with decisions that he made or the frailty um, that he bears within himself. And so this is the other side of you know of the unpredictability and the uncertainty of life is that sometimes we can be you know doing the right thing and and you know people can bring disaster upon us um, because of things they choose to do wrongly. And so in both of these cases, though, you see a similar pattern of return um, in that uh, in the the sort of the penitential office that uh, David enters into in Psalm 6 is mirrored in his going into the temple to offer thanksgiving um, despite the uh, despite the affliction that he's enduring. Um, And in both cases, there's this return to um, to stand in the presence of God again and to seek solace from the uncertainty of life in the midst of his temple which contrasts the temple as a point of stability in the midst of a kind of roiling and, and, and kind of, you know, and a world that sort of tears itself apart 
and in a way of life that we kind of become complicit in that, or even if we're not complicit, sometimes still bear the brunt of. Uh, in the uh, lesson from Ecclesiastes, this is on display when, you know, it's sort of summarized in the, in the last verse of, of chapter 11 here when he says, you know, you know, childhood and youth are vanity itself. Um, and we remember, of course, this word vanity doesn't really mean meaningless, um, but rather it's um, it's sort of vaporous and and impermanent compared to the ancientness of the earth and the eternity of God. Um, God is beyond, uh, you know, beyond all things is as, as, you know, unspeakably ancient, um, which is another way that the poetry of, you know, of the wisdom literature talks about the eternity of God. Um, and, and not being conditioned by time itself. Um, and yet, and then the earth itself as God's creation is, you know, from the, be, you know, from the beginning of the, of the world. And so it's, it's ancient by, and by comparison, everything else is kind of like a mist that, that floats in and floats out and sometimes can gather itself in ways that give it the appearance of substance, but in the end prove to be really insubstantial as soon as one tries to rely on it. It's like, you know, seeing a thick wall of cloud or smoke and thinking that it's something solid to lean up against. And as soon as you do, you fall. And that's kind of what vanity means. And so thinking of life as this, as characterized by this vanity, you know, the, the Ecclesiastes author puts us between that uncertainty on one side of our lives um, that affects us in all kinds of ways as we've been learning. Uh, and then also the stability of the way of the Lord in which we're still called to walk, even though much about life remains uncertain. And it's no guarantee that walking in the law of the Lord will result in a kind of um, short-term gratification or, you know, or a sort of reward. Um, the ways of the Lord are mysterious to us, and even though he is a God of order, and we don't know quite the work that he is doing in any particular moment of our lives, um, and these things become clear over seasons of time. And the temptation for us is to think that what we're seeing in the short term is what will define the long term. And most often that's kind of a disastrous um, leap of logic. And a particularly tangible form of that is, of course, the lesson of the, the woes that Jesus is pronouncing over the Pharisees, who, um, for all intents and purposes in the short term, seem to be getting it right. Right. They are the they are fastidiously observing the ritual law. Um, and even though they're neglecting kind of the, the moral law beneath it um, and are filled with wickedness and and and. Um, and the lawlessness, as Jesus says, um, there, you know, the the outward effect is that their sort of their fastidious observance of ritual law has granted to them a kind of um, social capital that they use to lord it over the others and their their neighbors and their and their you know that they're that are around them, their brethren in Israel. And Jesus points out again, as in speaking with the wisdom literature, that you know that this short-term you know power, this short-term position, this short-term you know sense of outward um, perfection uh, is bound to be revealed in time to be insubstantial. And because it has become the thing that characterizes all of Israel and Jerusalem itself as the temple city, um, that thing is bound to fall as well. Anything that aligns itself with that kind of um, that kind of temporary win at the expense of true substance will always be bound to fall. And Jesus pronounces judgment over Jerusalem itself. Um, saying that, you know, since for, for centuries now, it has um, prided itself on being the temple city and all the perks that go with it, while at the same time murdering the prophets and all the righteous ones that God sends to it. And that this sort of this this weakness, this this wound that is at their heart um, is bound to bring the whole thing down, no matter how wondrous it looks like. And no matter how big the temple gets built to be, it's still there's a worm at the heart of the tower, and that is why it cannot stand. So for us, it's a it's a reminder that the real work of our spirituality, the real work of our formation is in the quiet but real movements of soul that the spirit is leading us into, which are often hidden and are often obscure and are often anonymous. But nevertheless, those are the real things that will enable us to stand in the end in a way that nothing else will, that no short-term gain, no, no quick fix spirituality can ever bestow upon us. And it's a, it's, you know, it's, it's a call to us as we near the Advent season, this season where we are anticipating the apocalypse, right? The revealing of the true substance of all things when Christ stands upon the earth, that what is really substantial will be revealed and what was just vanity will also be revealed. 
Um, and we want to be found people of substance in a way that only God can provide. And so it calls us back to him morning and evening and throughout every day, calls us back to receive again our substance, to receive again a real heart that can hold us together when everything else is falling apart. Continuing with our intercession. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings temporal and spiritual upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble. And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities. For his sake, who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining in this evening. And thanks to Aaliyah, my intrepid co-leader. Hope you have a wonderful start to your weekend. Thank you, Father Hayden. Thank you. Wonderful so Friday. Thank you. Thanks.